Allentown-based band Laurel Canyon has two guitarist vocalists, Nick and Serge. They met two years ago through a mutual friend, and after connecting over a shared interest in poetry, the duo began to rehearse rock and roll standards in Serge's garage. By October of 2020, Nick and Serge began composing original songs together, the first of which, Two Times Emptiness, was recorded in New York City and released as a single, and then their most recent one, Enemy, Enemy Lines, excuse me, was released on June 25th. I was able to sit down with Laurel Canyon in Allentown's Lehigh Parkway, a spot suggested by them, and one that is a little bit famous for supposedly being the spot where John Lennon would take some walks. He had a connection to Allentown, which we'll talk about in the podcast. We talk about Lennon, we talk about influences, COVID, the music scene, streaming services, and what's up next. Before we get into it, I wanna say thank you to our sponsors, the Burke Insurance Agency. Michael Bernadin with Howard Schaefer and Associates, if you're looking to buy a home. And of course, Venture X, uh, which is shared office space in Bethlehem. Now, before we talk to Nick and Serge, we're going to listen to a little bit of their music. So here we go. Valley with Love podcast, clearly not in my attic today. We're at the beautiful Allentown Parkway on these guys' suggestions, uh, suggestion, Laurel Canyon with Nick and Serge. Thank you guys, up, guys for uh, being my first outdoor podcast. No problem. No problem this is uh, interesting. We're here for a reason, though, besides the fact that you guys are from Allentown. We're here because when we were discussing about doing the podcast, you had brought up, hey, why don't we check out um, Lehigh Parkway, because that is where the legend that you know John Lennon used to uh -huh. visit here in the seventies and early eighties. Did you were you really into Lennon? Is that or is it something that is just like from I the, like the Lehigh Valley lore? I like Lennon a lot. Yeah, um, definitely a lot more than Paul. A lot more than Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, my favorite musicians end up having tragic deaths. To be honest, so and they all die at like twenty seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah big fan of the twenty seven club. What do you think, like, isn't it weird, because I was reading up before we came in here, so this is the bridge, because even in the article said he would come down to the Robin Hood area, so mm -hmm. you can't see the camera, but we're, we're at the Robin Hood Bridge area. You know, why do you think, number one, well, we talked about this off camera, he came here, for the people who don't know the story, allegedly, he knew somebody where he lived at the Dakota and Manhattan, mm -hmm. it was a developer in Lehigh Valley, so that's the tie to Lehigh Valley, so he would visit, and then decided this is a beautiful place. Is that kind of, like... The legend of that? Yeah, yeah, that's how I heard about it. And I haven't been here in a while, so I was like worried we wouldn't find each other. To be I honest. haven't been here in, but, you know, it was I pretty easy. tell you. Well, because it's been the pandemic, and that's what we're going to yeah. talk about in terms of mm -hmm. starting a band and recording during one. 
Um, but yeah, like being out doing this seems silly because actually nobody's looking at us. They're just kind of doing their own thing. But it's fun to be like out. Best again. place to be. So Definitely let's talk about terms. you guys. You're both from Allentown. You don't know each other growing up or anything because no. you no. met two recently. years ago. Okay, so mm -hmm. what? What were your experiences, you know, in, in Allentown growing up? Were you always musical? Is it one of those? Yeah, in Allentown growing up, um, I, I grew up for the most part in Bethlehem. Okay. Real young. And kind of the smaller scene and the isolation maybe had a lot to do with the way the music came out. Okay. You started later. out with rap too? Yeah, and you I started, started out, out big in hip-hop in my teen years especially. And that's when I started producing and more so... Um, like on the creative aspect and don't take this the wrong way i i mean i, I know everybody's into everything it's just interesting because you definitely come off as rocking what was it about mm -hmm. hip-hop in the beginning that really hip-hop was um the side of like uh the reality that rock almost didn't show me to a certain degree or at least the rock that i knew of and then yeah, and then became more cutting edge than rock yeah. at a certain point. Do you mean this is like the evolution of it? The evolution of what it spoke for in certain um like just aspects of social conventions and it was everything. just what you and your friends were listening exactly, to. Exactly, yeah. Know? It was And then you but you were into the stooges and the doors, right? Yeah, How'd when you know? I was real young. That's I what was... we connected over on our first like the day that we met, it was like, Oh, you like the stooges? I was like, Oh I uh, know a couple songs I mean you know we started jamming on that I know how common is it for you I mean you guys are in your 20s mm -hmm. I'm 40 you mm -hmm. know do you find a lot of guys your age who jam out to the Stooges yeah. still yeah my friends yeah yeah definitely especially a lot more now than maybe you would find 5-10 years ago do you think that's because of the, the easeability of like hey I want to listen to this band I can just do it that helps, yeah. Yeah, definitely, and I feel like people are getting tired of bullshit music as well. I don't so. Go back to the found, good stuff. Yeah, yeah we were talking. I mean, besides that, we were talking about finding new stuff. It's so easy, but but yeah, we're lucky because we can find a bunch of like obscure bands, and and um, it's cool. You kind of just like show your friends, and your friends show you one, and you show them, and that's like one of the things that we do. There's not much to do around here, so music became an outlet, like. You mean talking like your teenage years? Yeah, you yeah, yeah. My teenage years, my close friends, we all sort of just like jam together. We still do. There, I have friends that are really great musicians that write songs that I really like around here, and uh, so I think there is like a good musical scene. And but it's just because there's nothing to do too much, you know. I mean, especially the last year, there wasn't much. How yeah. do you guys? When when you guys met, that you helped know, us. Yeah. Yeah, because that's we're talking about this starting a band. Mm -hmm. You know, during this time period, I think some people would be like, it's, it's a bad thing or maybe it's a good thing because you were able to we started constantly, you, you had nothing really else to, to do. Yeah, you, that, you have that your, your normal day to day stuff. We started about a year before the pandemic and okay. um, it was going great. We were having fun, but we were also like going to shows. We were going right. to New York. We were partying. Then we couldn't anymore because of lockdown. Shit. So we just have more, t you know, we just have more time to... Uh, you know, just we got more serious. We were just like, oh, we have nothing else to do. Let's just get more serious about the band. Let's book some studio time. We we could still go to the studio about like and New six York City? into in the summer. Yeah, in New York. Okay. You know, everyone wears a mask and all yeah. that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we're. Were you guys um, when you started out, or before you guys met each other and started out? Were you playing in any other different bands locally, or was it something where I'm interested in waiting for the right? I did, I did. I had a band when I was younger with my friends, like the friends I was telling you about. But that was just, 
we broke up when we were like 21 so I, I did i did a lot of stuff since then you know um and then i met serge kind of right when i was getting serious to have a band again uh -huh. and he just seemed like the dude to start it with. yeah i was at that point i was looking to start a band myself because i that that was the other thing that came kind of out of um covid was mm -hmm. songwriting Okay. I wasn't really much of a songwriter. I had never been in a band before. I was just a writer in general okay. and always wanted to... Yeah. Because you guys said you met too, like you traded poetry. And yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and more like words. We were that. like the biggest nerds you could ever meet about like books. And so I think... Good. We drove our other friends kind of crazy with that stuff. Like stop reading. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> no, but like, no. just like, are you seriously that into a guy from the 18th century, you know? Maybe. Or like, yeah. <laughs> and it like... But he just became my friend that we would like sure. stay up late at night and we would read Lord Byron <laughs> together. He's the only person I know that would like read a Lord Byron play with me, which is so funny. But that's good. I mean, that's how you, you know, grow. I mean, I don't know. Uh, each well, band is individual, shit. but it's like if you're like exploring deep, stuff like deep that. Deep and corny. Right. And that and lends to like fucking writing a song together because... You have you have to be vulnerable, you know, mm -hmm. with that person, and like try to make something serious sometimes, but also you know, and then laugh about it and make fun of yourself. We can do both. So when you guys then get into this, we meet, we start, you mm -hmm. know, kind of messing around with some, some music and stuff. When do you first say, okay, let's let's lay down a track and? Do you have a plan? Soon. Like everything, people, yeah. you're, not, you're not thinking I'm once here's we, this master plan. Once we gonna... made a demo. And we like went into my car right. and we had another friend with us in the band at that point. Like, we listened to that. We were like, okay, that's something, you know? Mm -hmm. And these demos were kind of like really harder and more, I guess, like more wild. erratic than Yeah, harsh. wild garage rock. And that's what we right. do when we sort of like make our demos by ourselves. They're poorly produced. They're like loud. We're like screaming in them. And we're kind of just like, there's more feedback. We're like unleashing a little bit more. And you get into the studio and you're just, if, it, if you're not very experienced like us, um, you get nervous and like, you know, just want to, want to make everything pretty. I don't know, because you, you, you're just a... Are you, are you guys listening to, are, are you I'm not listening? Are you afraid. working with like a, a producer who's in there with you? Like me, because when I listen our to your is stuff, it's not, yeah. Our, yeah everything we, you're talking about, I don't hear that. No, no, those aren't so the demos. We well, went right, into right. the I'm studio. Just saying, when you yeah. Get into there, yeah. We went into the studio with our friend Craig, who had been helping Serge and I for mm -hmm. a long time, um, making our demos better. And then we, we were just like, let's book time. We paid for it ourselves. And he has a great studio in Brooklyn okay. with a guy called Ayad, who be, who's our friend now. We didn't know him before. Right. And um, they sound great. We those that was the first thing we put out. You know, we're happy to have put that out, and we're we're just really excited for the next song because now that we have experience in the studio, we're right. gonna be like, let's make this like the early demos, how we started out more. Okay, and is it just more like you're you're as you're going through these two tracks that you put there, and every if you want to listen to them, of course they're in the notes. Like you're you're growing. I mean, these are your first two tracks. You haven't even put out. You know, like a full album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because our, our influences kind of range. They're kind of influences of influences. So now well, we're... I'm going to talk yeah. about that. Because yeah. when, when anybody so, goes listen so to... So now how we're returning to our original stuff, which is more like 
like the first song that we covered was the Ramones. Okay. But then who did the Ramones like? They liked like Shangri-Las, like the girl groups and the old blues. Sure. And that's kind of where our first two singles we, we that we to, have. We like, start at 101, you know, like we when we just started writing music, exactly. We started with the stuff that we were like looking into who the Ramones liked or who the New York Dolls liked. Because that's what we liked. And we were just like, how did they get that good? And so naturally, we just started, you know, in the 60s kind of. And the first two singles really sound like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to act like I'm some music expert. I love mm. music. I listen to a lot. We'll talk more about it. But the first thing I heard was, wow, this sounds 60s. Mm, you know, yeah. you have that, some early Pink Floyd type vibe. I mean, a million bands you can name. I'm sure, you know. So... Is that like, where did you guys fall in love with that type of music, or what other bands can you kind of say that you're getting influences from there besides the ones you just mentioned? So now, yeah, just like a mix between crazy punk and really sweet pop. So like on one hand, Teenage Fan Club and right. REM. Even though th both those bands go pretty hard, but then like Sonic Youth and sure. uh, Big Black and Butthole Surfers. Yeah. We just Still love... 90s band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We just love kind of like the punk that our dad showed us and stuff a lot. And sometimes it's like hard to, to go that crazy in the studio because you're all embarrassed or whatnot. All right. But now we don't want to be embarrassed about that okay, anymore. Yeah. And yeah. just want to kind of... We feel more comfortable. What did you guys grow up listening on when you kind of discovered like i like music you know what i mean when mm -hmm. you're 13 12 whatever age that is you know what were some of your first bands that you really got into in fifth grade i mean fifth yeah grade, by, by fifth grade i was like into like the kinks and the clash and ramones and ramones are so good for kids right like every <laughs> my little brother his favorite band was the ramones when i asked him just all that you know power pop right to be honest and then it's not till later where you start to like i don't know consciously for what do you think yeah for around like early years when you mm -hmm. first start getting music maybe like the doors and um and then nirvana mm -hmm. and the ramones and it just it's like that's kind of where our two singles fit into where we're moving next sure. is is encapsulating it all but now it's it's more it's time to, like it's, like when the velvets their engineer like we're like you're playing too loud you got to turn shit down now we're turning it up right and he's leaving too bad so when um during this time we're talking about all these different uh, ways that you guys are creating and meeting 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago, I don't know if this could have happened quite this way cuz you're releasing you're releasing singles, right, that are going out that we can digest immediately. Yeah. Whereas 10 years ago, 5 years ago, you know, you probably have to wait till you got a whole CD Go produced to want to put it out. Yeah. yeah, we just put it on Spotify ourselves. We paid for That's how you guys we, that's how we met. That's you're cool. just like check this mm -hmm. out and That's cool. Yeah. That gives us something something to just have out there so we can talk about the band. Um how do you feel like for bands of your ilk, for other people in your situation, mm -hmm. is it, I'm sure that it's hard to cut through the noise because there's so much, but is it something that you, I mean, I've heard bands with different takes on it. Not it's like, there's a lot more, it's a lot more concentrated, a lot more of um, just music in general. So 
it is like almost overpopulated, so but then much. it's so accessible that it right. also does allow good for like creative, arise, yeah, and creative. I don't know. Like it's easy to be creative. You used to have to like rent out a studio to even. Mm-hmm. Well, look at us. We're sitting in of, the field. Remember exactly. We like need you a could, sound studio. You could record like as many loops that you want at home, till you find one that right. would take you hours in the studio, and that's basically what. I feel like is we think we're good and we're not successful at all. So I mean, you gotta start. You gotta start. <laughs> you just gotta start, and um, so it's easier in that way to just start it off yourself. But people were making demos back in the day. You just sure. sort of get a four track and you make a demo and you hand it out to your friends. It's basically the equivalent. So, I mean, and then I, it's just I think it's just powering through. Yeah. It's just powering through and not stopping making music because it's not successful yet. Just well, I think it's like music. the goal of why you're making it. I mean, if you're making it to make a lot of money, you probably won't. I yeah. Don't know. yeah. Or it's like the wrong way to go yeah, down. Yeah, it's, it's the total... I've done that. You know, everyone's sort of think, oh, this, this is going to be a good pop song. But sometimes that helps with um, the inspiration or motivation. But at the end of the day, it just feels cheap compared to like, you know, stuff where you're just making it kind of the right. way you like it. Yeah. You know, for us, that's... Should be a little bit harder than than we have. The Burke Insurance Agency is family owned and operated since 1986. What else happened in 1986? Haley's Comet flew by, and that was pretty cool. The Burke Insurance Agency is located at 3446 Freemansburg Avenue in Bethlehem Township, and they represent Erie, Grange, and Progressive Insurance Companies. Tom and Kathleen are some of the nicest people in the Lehigh Valley, for real. They actually get to know their customers and care for them as if they were part of their own family. It's how a small business is supposed to be. They're also community-minded and support many nonprofits, which they are very passionate about. Give them a call at 610-691-3743 or find them on Facebook. Everything, again, is in our show notes. Don't wait around like Haley's comment called Burke Insurance today. Looking for a bigger home? Find Mike. Looking to downsize? Find Mike. Looking for a home in the Poconos? Find Mike. Looking for your very own bat cave? Find Mike. When looking to navigate the Lehigh Valley real estate market, the first move is to always find Mike Bernadin with Howard Schaefer and Associates of Remax Real Estate. He can help you build the right game plan to achieve all your real estate goals. Whether it be a home with 10 bathrooms, a home with a large garage to park your Tesla or vintage Ford Pinto, or just something perfect for you and your family, finding Mike Bernadine is always the best way to go. So, what are you waiting for? To make all your Lehigh Valley real estate dreams come true, all you have to do is find Mike Bernadine with Howard Schaefer and Associates of Remax Real Estate. And so you've been completely, you know, we talked a little bit about how you haven't been able to, nobody's been able to gig, but is that something then, I mean, in, like somewhat in different types right, of venues yeah. and now concerts are coming back. You mm-hmm. know, there, there's different downtown. We're ready. Yeah, I think, to, yeah the yeah. biggest Join thing the with wave. the gig right now, I think we drove everybody away with their books so we don't have a drummer. Oh no! And, yeah, <laughs> nobody likes to read as much. Yeah. So I actually don't read that much anymore. No, I don't read that much anymore. Actually, you have uh-huh. to not. Not be a totally illiterate to be a drummer. That's yeah, good. yeah, we'd rather have an illiterate drummer. <laughs> yeah. Then he won't start writing songs. <laughs> he's telling you, he knows like the, yeah. Um, 
Well, what is that with you guys? I mean, you're two people. So how does that work then? Who's We just who's haven't, like, all of a lot of our friends that would be really down to, like, go to gigs and drive and yes. waste away late nights and, right. you know, risk your life on the freeway. Um, they live other places and stuff, you know. Is it's it just harder like, the we more just people need... you involve? It just gets that No, no, we layer? need bass and drums right now. We have just two guitars and, like, drums on the record, which is right. our producer. But um, we're just looking for a bassist and drummer. Hello. <laughs> um, I'm sure you get some. Little, uh, I'll put all their stuff in there if you want to get in touch with them. So, um, and, you know, we're working on trying to get a live show going by August, by September, which is in a month or two. Right. I mean, um, do you get, are you on the path of a goal? Other, or, or is it, hey, we're just, our goal is to make the next best song yeah. and then wherever that goes. Yeah, yeah. Get, get the next best songs, um, do it quick and play some shows right, you know, get yeah. the band going right there. So we're, we're a young band. We don't... Right. We're a young band, and me and Serge have just started writing songs like last October together. Right. You know, we right. were writing, right. showing each other our own songs and having a band, but we just started getting serious like a couple months ago. And, what and is, when you're out playing a lot, you too, you meet a lot of other bands and stuff. I know you guys clearly know other musicians and whatnot, but is that something too where you're you're kind of isolated, even if you're able to go and record and stuff? Like. Oh yeah, we would find it easier to find a drummer and bass. Yeah, I think that that was one factor with quarantine. Like we were the only two that weren't afraid to really step out of their house, so we were kind of quarantined <laughs> together. Like where we didn't go out, but we stayed inside together writing songs. So mm -hmm. it's like there was no third or fourth party, and it was like, well, yeah, we didn't, you know, we didn't really quarantine from each other. Yeah, we did no. play uh, Xbox a little bit for like a week or two, and then we were just like, nah, <laughs> so yeah. It's, that's I, I have a, all I did on PlayStation was play this game called Snowrunner, which yeah. is based, it's all you do is uh, move stuff in trucks from one oh, thing yeah. to the other. But it's fantastic, and that's that sounds all awesome. It's really relaxing. It's kind of like that Japanese. Yeah, games were fun thing. for a bit, but then stuff. we just you know music is like a game too, that you can. Uh, but it's it's more fun. All right. So, are you guys gonna make any physical stuff? Like, are you gonna put out? When like you get to that point, like that, vinyls, like yeah, that, yeah. collecting them over. Yes, the yeah, yeah, we definitely. That's like the first album on. I would love to even just put out like a forty-five. They make no money at all. No, no, I don't. <laughs> but it's cool. Well, even like I'm wearing this shirt, right? This band, the Messenger Birds, mm -hmm. who I discovered. I want to say discovered, but it's like recommended to me on Spotify. You listen to stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I'll go through. I like these guys, and then you're listening. Like, this is amazing. I, these guys must be huge, and you go see some of their stuff. Not, they're fantastic. I love. Them. I bought yeah. the shirt, and we're going to see them in concert. You're like, wow, this band is from Detroit. I've never heard of them. They don't have a, a million followers. Yeah, so, so you kind of still feel like that, hey, I found them, and nobody else it's here around really knows. So you could still kind of get that feeling. Mm -hmm. I haven't had that in a while, because it's hard to, I don't know, like 10 years ago, it was a little bit more difficult to find some of that more obscure stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. Easy and to it, find was more, it was more I valued. Now it's like a lot of the obscure shit from 10 years ago. It's, by this point, it's like, don't even bring it up. That is weird, too. Like, I... I I like if I'm trying to sometimes I don't listen to new music and okay. I just sort of listen to the classics and then sort of when we usually around the time when we put something out or whatever um, I start to look at the competition okay yeah. you know and so I feel like if you're looking for it and you're on the blogs or hitting up the Instagram pages right. or whatever you're gonna sort of come across more new bands so Absolutely. there are some cool ones like 
Um, yeah, do you have any that you would? I love this band, Beach Youth from France, uh, Gay from Denmark. Um, these guys, Hidden Charms from London. Uh, like Fat White Family. Have you heard of? Well, they're they're oh, they're, they're big. Bit, but yeah. You ever heard of Bad Nerves from London? No. You guys really like them. They're pop punk hardcore. They just released yeah. a new album. That would be sweet. So, but yeah, what's, it's, their, what's their band name? Uh, I just I just said it and I just forgot it. Uh, Bad Nerves. Bad Nerves. I like the band name. Um, yeah. but they're it's it's your like your style. Like mm-hmm. that. I think the lead singer is probably could like emulate you your look like that's mm-hmm. but they're great I, and I listen to them I'm like hey I'm not I wouldn't normally what am I trying to say like you were just saying you're listening to a lot of older music I haven't listened to a lot of old music because I used to be into like I was a Pearl Jam grunge yeah. guy you know I think a lot of guys in the 90s were but then started branching out listening to like more you know, Radiohead at the time and you're like wait you know this music's actually yeah. really cool and they're making it they're making it now and I haven't listened to a lot of that stuff in a while I've just been finding more stuff on Spotify which has been Mm-hmm. It's been fun to like to know mm-hmm. that people are still out there making stuff. Yeah, there's definitely good music around. Um, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to come across. You kind of have to be looking for it. And right. I think that's always the case in a way. So you guys, what, what they what the what the Billboard charts yeah. show you is never. This is I don't even. I mean, it might be because I ask myself sometimes. I don't feel like I'm that old. But like when you were your age, you're like I know. I'm on, uh, you know, I'm on top of all the music. I know what I'm talking about. And now as I get older and I look at it and some of it's like, I, not that I'm not interested in it or don't, um, or wouldn't be into it, but it just seems like there's so much and it's hard to figure out, you know, where to look. Mm-hmm. Like you can look at the top of the charts, of course, but that's boring. And right. that is where you're hearing everywhere. Yeah. So do you, when you find those bands that you were just talking about, how do you usually find them? Is it still through friends? Through friends um, and just, you know, just like the music websites and social media like everyone's trying to utilize the new social media to break out you sure. know instagram basically or twitter or you know so. if it's, you're good it's, it's always like the quality yeah even. it's great that, that i mean i think without that stuff We'd be pretty, pretty screwed. We'd be mailing out CDs. We, still. Yeah, we're right. putting like a, a USB, you know, sticks. We got a publishing contract from Rough Trade on our first day. How does that work? On Twitter. Oh, wait, were they like... Well, our, our, our producer who's in a band reposted it, and then okay. so his publishing company... So, I mean, like, he could have just showed yeah, it to him. But from it was basically like he showed it well. to him. And yeah, he, I mean, you guys were getting the guy was from Allentown, the A and R guy. Yeah, right. he lived down for the street trade. from me. Called really? us up. I was like, like could have had this in person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I wish I knew that a couple months He's ago. He's so I just cool started, and like dropping up presents. A <laughs> hey, rough out. trade. <laughs> So wait, is that company then in Allentown, or he's just a rep? He lives yeah, there. he's just a rep and um, lives around here. Um, and we're just on the publishing side. We're not on the label or anything, so we still don't have a, re- a record label. They're just sort of like uh, sending our songs out to the. But that's to the helpful. World. Yes, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, if somebody yeah, else is doing anything like that, it's helpful. We have like zero dollars, so. Well, I mean, I, mean, I think between yeah. the two of us, maybe. Maybe a couple. Maybe a couple. <laughs> Enough to get here. Enough um, to get here. What you guys both play guitar, which is interesting to me, because when you go in to write a song, how is that process kind of? Are you guys bringing in chords? Okay, well, talk me through it. Like you're like, mm-hmm. hey, I have this thing. Yeah. I would sometimes like to one of us will have a riff, and the other one wants to know where to go with it. Sometimes yeah. we have a couple lines, kind of like a melody. Sometimes we each have like a finished song, yeah. and then we just work on the lyrics or. 
and sometimes we don't have anything. We're just jamming. And yeah. Well, talk about your first, uh, the first song you released. Then when? Why did you decide that Two times song? Emptiness. Yeah. Was first it... song we ever wrote together, yeah. and it was a fun time in in Serge's garage, and we just had some chords, and then it was great because we wrote the lyrics like in like your journal or whatever but like we really switched every line or so okay. you yeah. know it was like i would come up with, with a line and then he would come up with a line and that's just almost ideal you know that's it's so hard to find someone always wants to like dominate a little bit sure. but and we would just sit there sometimes you know awkward Palm silence party. just thinking what should it be and then again you have to like say dumb stuff yeah, and it was congruent yeah. enough that like we could say one um, add a word to somebody else's line. Yeah, finish each other's yeah. sentences. And it was interesting too because you have some like talking on wife. that song. <laughs> well, you have some talking on that song too, which was oh yeah, there yeah. goes with the husband and wife thing. <laughs> but what is interesting because I don't know. I don't mean again. Like it's just it was refreshing in a way. I'm like this is brand new stuff that's maybe invoking something that isn't is widely used and used well. Like you guys, like that thing, you know, that that type of um, yeah facet was done well. It was just like we were talking about the Shangri-Las. Yeah, and stuff. it was definitely an influence that. of like we were kind of making like a reference or like an in joke, and I like how it turned out, like kind of social commentary. Yeah, conversational. Well, um, one thing you you mentioned earlier, I I love the fact that you started out in hip hop because it's interesting to me. Searched so Yeah, because yeah. like I've been listening to a little bit more of it. Is what, and I, do you find that more music is gathering stuff from other places and combining it where it's not all like Definitely, if there's yeah. some songs I listen to I'm like I don't know if this is hip hop or rock, yeah, rock and or who cares and hip hop is kind of that's why it's always like been debated as like a <clears throat> true art form because of the heavy use of sampling and everything but it's so cool everybody it, has yeah. been doing that Everyone for ages that. they just don't have enough balls to to do it straightforward and to like create something Stealing like stuff raw is on awesome top. In exactly. Art. <laughs> say it's, uh, yeah, if you're not, all art is stolen. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, exactly. The There's never been an original thought. Well, and speaking of rap, <laughs> I love who are, like, I'll say my favorite is Public Enemy. Sure. I love their like political lyrics. Yeah, I love like older Pac, Wu Tang. Yeah. You can't, and, yeah. Wu Tang. Yeah. And then, yeah, again, it's all the stuff from the. It's it's interesting because when I was in, and I think this goes for any age group. Like when I was in school in the '90s, the '70s were hugely popular. Mm -hmm. And then it's just it's interesting how some of that stuff comes back around. The '90s is what the in the '90s, the 90s they had yeah. the '60s, and that was classic rock. And that's why the true. '90s that, now are probably the 90s at their is thirty height years more ago. than ever. Right. So no, it's we funny. had this conversation the other day. Like '90s now, you see it making a comeback, and you're like, wait a minute. When I, it kind of makes that twenty I year feel whatever. Like you got to be harder than the bands in the '90s to be modern. Well, you know. I feel, I feel bad. And like, it's funny for us to have, to be speaking about it. But like, if you heard our demos, yeah. You would understand oh, I really heard the stuff. our yeah our potential in terms of harder okay. rock. So I'm just really excited. I think we're going into the studio at the end of the month, and it's going to be awesome. What do you got? Do you have at least for that? Are you planning to go? Hey, we're going to do a couple songs. Is it still more one at a time? It's thing, just about how much we can afford. Unfortunately, yeah. we yeah. would do twenty. Because right but, now we're scheduled for two songs. And is it the difference be between recording, because you talked about doing some stuff mm -hmm. you can do at home, is the difference that much that... I mean, I would love to just put out some of our home demos, It's but that much that, like, we, we still have them out for people on SoundCloud if they really want to go deep okay. and look them up. All right. But 
as if we're gonna widespread something, we're gonna put the care into right. it. And do you, are you guys? I um, love like studio recordings. Are to you be perfectionists? Where you? Um, yeah. to a degree, yeah, but. Um, I guess you only have we're so not much perfect. time too. You're like we're running out <laughs> yeah. of of time to spend. So you're like, whatever. Yeah, we're perfectionists with the music for sure. Like we'll make someone send like 12, 13 mixes, 15 mixes sometimes. But I do love when it's just it's like I hear boom, it. like you just record it and it sounds just great. And you go home because yeah, it's just recording in the studio is just tough. You only have a certain amount of time. You're paying for it. And you want it to sound, you know, better than live. As good as live, but still not better than the demo. Not something that's in a vacuum that yeah, exactly. could be reproduced if you wanted it to be. Yeah, no. yeah. I mean, I don't mind a little bit of embellishments on the record because so many great recordings yeah. could not be played live. And so I like that element in the music, okay. but yeah, there is something to be said about sort of just just guitars, just bass, just drums, and just keep it to, like keep it at that. Yeah, if you could fulfill a sound enough with just that, then. Why, you know, the other, yeah, yeah, sometimes the other stuff is a little bit. Yeah, sometimes something too pretty is over manufactured. True. Well, I used to listen, my brother made fun of me, and uh, I used to listen to a lot of, not a lot, come on, I was in my teenage years, listening to Collective Soul. Okay, which, yeah. I'll tell you what, they still have some awesome riffs, but when you listen to it, they've never, like, there's no wrong note or anything in any See, of the See, that's something I love, I love wrong notes, like, exactly. and I'm always trying to tell the producer, like, wait, we need to, like, to have some wrong notes, and, like, and it just don't kinda, take them out. I don't know. It takes a little bit. I'm like, this is sounds fantastic, but like, I want to know you're human a little bit. Like, I love fuck that, up on that in records. You know? That's like yeah. my favorite thing. Disney. So, um, yeah, I I want to kind of finish up with. We talked a little bit about where you, you guys are headed. Um, but are you looking in the in the Lehigh Valley? And again, I know you guys are looking to if possible. Mm -hmm. And we talked about this before you went on. Lehigh yeah. Valley is great. There's been a million musicians. We're here because we talked about you know musician John Lennon who came and hung out in this area thought nice enough of Valentown but it is difficult in the Lehigh Valley if you're going to break out break out you know to a point where maybe it could be what you're going to do is for a living to only stay here you know and, right. I, and I don't think anybody expects that you know it, it can be done but just in terms of like going out and stuff like we do love the city sure and it's just it's just uh and it's just fun to like you know change up your life and move somewhere new. There's some venues around here. You know the Fun House is a great yeah, venue. Yeah, we're looking to play yeah. like a show at the Fun House. I know Tina, the, so. the owner, so we could okay. I'll give her a Fun um, House is great. No, but that's like a fan. You walk in there on the, like lives on the wall. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like bands who have come through. Yeah, there. cool bands have come through there, like punk bands. Awesome, and awesome bands. Yeah. yeah, you walk, you're like, are you shitting me? That's great. But again, you know, I guess my whole point is eventually, if you know, is it the goal to, to hit up New York City? Is the goal to, hey, we can ride this wave and yeah. if we end up playing wherever yeah. we're going? I would live in New York. I would yeah. live in LA. I would live in a bunch of Chicago. To like start Seattle, the scene that we're trying to yeah. like, our initial. Because um, there is a scene shows. in New York this. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Some places are more But strategic. then if we could take it on the Music. road. Musically. Right. I'm down to live on the road as well. Yeah. So. I, yeah, that'd be. We just want this to work out. Yeah. Please, someone help us. But no, we're just gonna keep going. You know, like, you never know. Like people can hear this stuff. Like listen to them in the notes again, and like who knows? You know, we I'm we're we're gonna be doing um, a live stream at Music Fest for mm -hmm. I don't know have all the details yet, but for like multiple hours we will be there on site live, uh, like video live too. So if you guys wanna 
talk about that later. You're yeah, welcome yeah. to come All on. Right, we're down. Because we're going to be, we have our own tent and everything. Hopefully, if everything goes, goes, uh, definitely. Goes that sounds awesome. We'll make so, it happen. We're going to, all the stuff's in the notes, but if you, do you guys want to plug it all? Like, you know, give your elevator speech where to find information. No, Everybody can find it. Type everything. in Laurel Canyon, Enemy Lines, uh, in Spotify or YouTube or, um, you know, Bandcamp or something. And I forgot the first question I had. Why is it, is it Laurel Canyon? I know there's a Laurel Canyon in Cal uh, yeah. California. Is that? It's, uh, it's a cool, we chose that name. We liked it because that has like, uh, positive connotation as well as like a darker connotation if you look into it more okay. so there's like a underbelly of the history of that um and so it might not be safe for radio okay well then you, you guys can go down that rabbit hole <laughs> yeah we'll get yeah. <laughs> just google it's, it on uh, your private browser exactly <laughs> yeah laurel can just some dark like history musical but history something to you i mean like you got yeah you guys are word guys it's, so it's it kind of like yeah it has like slightly political to it. it's not political and, and it kind of like once the backstory is understood kind of okay. gives for understanding of why our two singles are the way they are All and right. where we're heading next i like it yeah all right, well, this has been really unique for me just to be out here. And I'll be honest, I'm really happy we decided to do this because we were going to, like, hey, come over or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, this has been a pleasure. Yeah. So I really want to appreciate Same. you guys taking the time. No, to... thank you. This is our first interview. Well, this is fun. I mean, yeah. this is where it. 34 minutes so cool. you know this has been a lot of fun wish you guys the best laurel canyon uh nick and surge all the links are in there so you know or put them right now just put them in spotify or wherever you listen to music and we wish you guys the best we're gonna be following along and then hopefully maybe see you in a month at music fest yo thanks so much george all right thank you guys thank you thank you again to nick and surge that was a really fun podcast to do out in the middle of the field people were looking at us like what are you doing but that's kind of the, the fun of this, being behind a Zoom for so long and now being able to get back out there has been fantastic. So thanks again to them. All their notes, uh, all the links are in the show notes. You can find them on Spotify and other places, of course. Uh, yeah, and again, big thank you to our sponsors, Burke Insurance Agency, Michael Bernadin with Howard Schaefer and & Associates, and VentureX. We will talk to you soon.